Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah? He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tons of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You've been forced. Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Well, Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 38th episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress so you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, it is a continuation of now that we know the signs that we are not adapting to stress all that well, we're moving on to our next stage of uh, signals, if you like, of and how we and what changes we can make to actually make improvement in how our body is adapting to stress. So one of the things that we've discussed previously on Energy Equation and also on the BQS listeners is that we have discussed how you actually create baselines or how you can measure baselines, I should say, so you know how well you are or are not adapting to stress. And in our energy equation, which we recorded in in very early episodes of the BQS podcast, is I discussed various aspects of uh, the key pillars, if you like, of health and how you can make change. In today's episode, what I wanted to focus on is in those signals that we actually measure, which just to recap over those, there's some key things that we look at when we look at the eight ball quiz. So if you haven't done the eight ball quiz before, or if it's time that you check back in on how you're traveling with the eight ball quiz, you can check that out on our website, www.thequeenofstress.com, where you can just, it's totally free to do, and you get 
get a score out of 80 as to how well you're adapting to stress and some explanations of what that all means as well. But just to recap what those eight measures are, we check out and we measure posture. We measure how tight certain muscles are. We check, we measure how sensitive you are to light and sound. If you have any digestive issues, if you're feeling, feeling super wound up, if you have any food sensitivities, what your energy and fatigue are like, or energy versus fatigue are like, I should say, and if you're suffering with any chronic illnesses, they're the eight key areas that when we're talking about our eight ball quiz at the Queen of Stress is the eight key areas that we measure to check in on how well you are or are not adapting to stress, as I mentioned. So today what I wanted to focus on was a little bit around digestive issues and food sensitivities because I believe it's an area that gets really muddled and often people end up in the wrong person's office getting advice as to what to do. Uh, And part of today is inspired by, as per usual, conversations I've had with people over the last couple of weeks. But as far as food sensitive concern, there's a plethora of information out there. There's some really hardcore ways of looking after food intolerances. uh, And then there's some, uh, I suppose, uh, more moderate ways of looking after it as well. But I want to be really clear when we're talking about digestive issues or food sensitivities, there's a really big difference between somebody having an allergy to certain foods and then somebody having an intolerance. I'll say that again. There's a difference between having an allergy to having an intolerance. Let's take gluten, for example. If somebody is full-blown celiac and they cannot tolerate gluten at all, then they need to cut that out totally. I I know um, and have looked after clients in the past that have been so sensitive and allergic to, to gluten is they literally have two kitchens in their house because gluten Uh, will send them into an anaphylactic shock. So just to be really clear, that is not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is food sensitivities and potentially intolerances that you may have built up over time for various reasons. But part of of what often is the cause of food sensitivities is long-term poor adaptation to stress that creates gut issues, and some of you would have heard of the term leaky gut before, um, can create issues with your, your gut microbiome and with how your gut is functioning in general. Now, some signs that that might be happening, things like after you eat certain foods, you might actually feel quite tired. Things like after you eat certain foods, you might notice your tummy bloats or it feels really hard. Uh, you may notice that after certain foods, your bowel motions aren't moving as well as what they usually do. They're just some of the signs and indications that you might have some food sensitivities. Most of us, if we have a level of self-awareness with our bodies, we'll actually know when we've eaten something that has, you know, that we've basically, oh, didn't make my tummy feel good, or actually I feel great after eating that. Most of us have that awareness. And if you don't, something I'd suggest to you, and perhaps your action step this week is pay attention after you've eaten meals where you probably innately know whether you should or shouldn't be eating the foods that are in front of you. Uh, and in terms of that is then just pay tap into whether after you've eaten certain foods, what do you feel like afterwards? Do you notice that you're feeling sluggish? Do you notice that you actually feel like you want to have a nap? Do you notice that your belly is actually sore? Uh, some of you would have heard me speaking about it before is that, you know, we, we, I don't, these days I don't tend to deprive myself of any particular foods. I just choose not to eat them very regularly. So take pizzas, for example, is I probably have one or two pizzas a year and, after I've had the pizza, I'm pretty sure my belly's going to be not feeling great for it, depending on, on where the pizza's from. But I, I know that and I can recognize it very quickly that 
exactly what set my belly off. I hope that makes sense. So it's important just to to be have that self-awareness and if you like that brain body connection of if I eat certain foods, how does it make me feel? Does it give me more energy? Does it take energy away? Does it make my tummy feel happy and comfortable and relaxed or do I notice that I'm getting cramping or discomfort in my guts after I've actually eaten certain foods? They're a great starting point to work out what you should be doing with your foods. And when it comes to our food, there's some big key groups that people often cut out straight away when they're having belly issues. Now, my suggestion to you would be is if you think you have food sensitivities, uh, there's some basic stuff that you can be doing. As I said, you can certainly be decreasing your wheat and your gluten, uh, cutting down on, on cow dairy products, being mindful of how much soy and corn products you're having. They're sort of the big four when you're looking at making change uh, with your nutrition that most people will either decrease significantly or cut it out altogether for a period of time whilst their gut's healing. And then there's other supportive things you can be doing as well, whether that's probiotics and certain other supplements and nutritional products that can actually help with that. Now, what I'm going to say really up front on today's, uh, actually, it's probably halfway through, so it's not necessarily up front, but what I will say is that I am not a nutritionist, nor am I a naturopath. And one of the areas that I suggest and, and I would certainly recommend is if you do know that you have areas that you need to make change in, is to get some professional advice. You guys would have heard me speaking about the warrior meter before in terms of things you can't change, things you can change, and things you might not be sure about if you should be changing or can change. And often I find that food intolerances or food sensitivities fall into that middle section of you're really not sure what you should be doing about it. And people go to Dr. Google or Dr. Facebook or Dr. Next Door Neighbor and get all this sort of advice and really just end up being confused. Because sometimes when you do have food sensitivities or intolerances, you do need to be strict for a certain period of time. And when I mean being strict, I mean actually being strict. I was having a conversation with one of my beautiful clients the other day and we were talking about dairy and that perhaps it was something that would be helpful uh, to decrease. Oh, and the answer was, well, I don't have it very often except in my team, my this and in my that. And so it's easy sometimes to lull ourselves into a false sense of security of what we're actually doing uh, versus what we should be doing, if that makes sense. Uh, and that's that's across the board in many areas. So I hope that's been helpful today, BQS listeners. When it comes to our food sensitivities and digestive issues is one, be aware of how we're responding to what we're eating. And the simple answer is, guys, if it doesn't make you feel good, my suggestion to you is perhaps don't eat it. Ooh, I know that's wild and crazy to suggest that, but it's amazing what a difference it can make. And there's so many people that just ignore the signs and the signals of the foods they're eating. And if you ignore them long enough, your body will just make other adaptations to keep trying to give you alarm signals to do something about it. So your action step this week, BQS listeners, is to pay attention after each meal as to whether the foods you are, you are eating are energizing you or not energizing you. And your other action step this week, BQS listeners, is when you are eating, is to try and do that sitting down, preferably with your feet under your kitchen bench or under your kitchen table or dining room table and with people. 
eating alone too often is also not a great idea. We're going to, we talk about that in other episodes and I'll talk about it further down the track in terms of how we're designed to be social beings. That's way off track today. So I won't go down that path, but be mindful of that as well this week for your action step. So before we finish off today, my top five for this week, music has been 17 by MK17. It's uh, it's a song that uh, our 13 year old and I've been listening to on high rotation on Spotify. It's a bit of a fun dance track, quite like it. Book this week, I've been back into Dr. Joe Spencer's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And and I read it last year and I found it uh, literally life-changing and I felt it was time to revisit because like most things is when we uh, when we actually, it's a bit like watching a movie. When we watch it the second time, it's amazing how much more information we get out of it. My de-stress this week was actually reading and getting stuck back into that book. That might sound a bit counterintuitive, but I found it quite uh, meditative, if you like, actually reading this week, which was awesome quote of this week is forget the mistakes and remember the lessons. I'm not sure whose quote that is. So we are going to call it by the famous author Anon. And thought of this week is if you say you can't make change, then you're going to be right every every time. It's a reality. Whether you tell yourself you can or you can't, you'll be true and you'll be correct every single time. So this week when you're making change or you're looking to just even observe is tell yourself you can because it's a starting process in making making those small incremental changes that we talk so often about on BQS that can make such a big difference whether that's in a week a month a year or in five years time so that's it for today BQS listeners bye for now I'll catch you next week Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week, and I'll catch you next time. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. For those of you on your own health journey, you know that a lot of times it's two steps forward, one step back, and you think you're doing well, and then something else pops up. It's like um, always, you're always learning. It's just a, it's not something that just happens overnight and suddenly you're well. If I actually had been so wrong about this really important thing in my life, what else was I wrong about? And it got me down this, uh, this place of questioning all the concepts that I had. And then I came to one question, which was, who am I beyond concept? When I was a little kid, I really always had trouble with food intolerances. I realized that there was a lot to be said for the way you eat. You come to the same place that I came to, and it's a place of complete freedom. Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.